You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob and Ty Bo. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob, joined by Ty Bo and Sean. Uh, make sure to follow the show on Twitter and YouTube, Bob and Bo Show. You can find us there. Make sure to stay up to date uh, with everything that we're talking about because Tybo will bring you live action game breakdown while he is at home games. It's pretty fun to watch. I put out two tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I put out two tweets at, at this last game. That's what I was thinking. Great job. Good job. You can't get a sound. You can't get his video of everybody booing the refs. My Most phone's video sucks. Years. I'll try to be better. I'll this try to be better disappointment well folks we had what we expected in week five for outside of travis kelsey getting 25 yards and four touchdowns i think we kind of got what we were expecting out of most of the games nothing no crazy matchups um no witching hours we're kind of finally setting in settling into the season uh, but we should go back and look at what week five looked like uh, so we know what to expect in week six. So here's Sean with just the tips. And it's just the tips. We're going to go with the players that we had on the stardom list. Some of them, you probably shouldn't have started, but that's not the point right here. We don't admit those, Sean. We no, definitely those. not. But Jared Goff, what was I thinking? Five points against New England. They put up zero points. Not expecting that. Trevor Lawrence against Houston. Trevor Lawrence is who we thought he was. He's not too good right now. Nine points. Carson Wentz, though, 24 points against Tennessee. Could have had 26, but that pick at the end really, really took my points down. Running backs, Aaron Jones. Just had nine points over there against the Giants. That was kind of surprising over there in London. Leonard Fournette. Should have definitely started him. He came out with a whopping 35 points. What a comeback for him. Wide receivers, Jalen Waddle against the Jets. Teddy Bridgewater did not get hurt in the very first play. May have been a little bit better, but he only had five points. Uh, Terry McLaurin, 12 points. Kind of wishing for a touchdown there, but not quite. Marquise Hollywood Brown, coming in with 21 points right there. We're moving on to tight ends now. Zach Ertz versus Dallas Goddard. Zach Ertz got me got us 10 points, and Dallas Goddard, Goddard got us 17 points. And the sit here. Don't listen to me on sit right now. I need to figure that out. Uh, quarterback, Derek Carr, 17 points against Kansas City. Tom Brady, 23 points against Atlanta. Both serviceable him. outings. If you sat him, I'm sorry. Tom Brady beat me this week. <clears throat> Running backs, Najee Harris, six points. That is turning downward for him. I don't like seeing that. He's a very talented running back, but he is one that you should never sit. But he had to with only six points. Josh Jacobs should have guessed that was gonna something like that was gonna happen against uh, against us. Can't stop the run sometimes. Thirty points. Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Chargers, twenty-four points against the Browns. Deontay Johnson against Buffalo, eleven points. They didn't score a touchdown in that game, but they did have over 400 yards of total offense. So they are moving the ball at least. That's something to see for them. The one you definitely should not have sat, Gabe Davis. 33 fantasy points. You should not have listened to me. 
I hope that did not affect your matchup this week. One, no, three of my leagues. All right, so we're good. Holy shit, man. What a way to start the game for him. 98-yard touchdown. It looked effortless. Yeah. The second, <laughs> one, the second one was way more effortless. He stuck his hand out there. Took it from Mika Fitzpatrick. Mika could have ripped that away from him. I am surprised. Gabe Davis made it look so easy taking that away from him. Uh, tight ends. Dalton Schultz. Second week in a row. Big goose egg. Drop him. Good call. Drop him. And George Kittle against Carolina. Seven Greg. points. Greg. My apologies. Greg Kittle. Seven points. Seven total points. He is not being used like he was once used in San Francisco. He is predominantly blocking this year. And that is just the tips. You know what? You did decent. Outside <laughs> what of screwing a sign me out of 30 points. I like that. <laughs> and that is, that is just, just the tips. tips. Man, we're going to need to make some imaging for that. That is beautiful. Good God. <laughs> Could just imagine Sean's balding head on the on something. I like it. <laughs> you guys' beards on the other something? Oh, my God. Be good. Well, listen, just as much as Sean brings you just the tips every week to – uh, who to start and who to sit for the week and then recapping to make sure that he's holding himself accountable where he's right and where he's wrong. Tybo has his own segment over on our chief show. If you haven't listened to that, you need to, but this one's controversial folks. We're already in a fighting mood <laughs> because Sean gives us some bad starts and sits. Tybo, you have got a wild top five for us here on your rare appearance for the NFL show absolutely wild i mean just completely insane <laughs> uh <laughs> i'm giving you tybo's top five pizza toppings very controversial at request from ty bob hint 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 wink wink nudge nudge we need more suggestions we need more we need more twitter interaction at bob and bo show send us your at request for ty bob's top or tybo's top five but I'm coming at you with my favorite pizza toppings. I do have one honorable mention. Tybo's top five and one. Because it's not pepperoni. Pepperoni is boring. When you think of the classic pizza choices, Ty, Ty Bob, what do you think? Just classic, you know, somebody bought pizza for a party and, like, these are the three types of pizzas that, you, that they sausage. got. Sausage. Yep. Pepperoni, sausage, cheese, right? Okay. The honorable mention is sausage. Amen. I am running to the sausage pizza. Every if that's time. if my only option is pepperoni or sausage, I am running to the sausage pizza. I'm getting in line first because I'm not the, the sausage pizza isn't getting eaten up before I get a slice of sausage pizza because I'm not settling for pepperoni. It's <laughs> a great take. You can do what you want with pepperoni. You can like, it blows me away. The little Caesar's pizza that just like has extra pepperoni on it. I'm like, what freaking psycho wants that pizza? It's, it's asinine. So yeah, the honorable mention is sausage, but getting into my top five, 
starting off spicy. Number five is jalapeno. I'm not getting a pizza with just jalapeno on it. So it's complimentary. So it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, earn its way higher on the list just because of that. But pepperoni is a solid pizza topping. <laughs> no, no jalapeno, not pepperoni. What? You said pepperoni. Oh, did I say pepperoni? Yeah. Ooh, whoops. Maybe hit the ball a little bit too much. Jalapeno. Jesus. Did I? You're good. Did I just straight up come out and say number five is pepperoni? No, you said jalapeno at first, but the last time you said pepperoni. Oh. Okay. Well, jalapeno. Jesus. You're ruining my flow. (laughs) Number four. (laughs) (laughs) Number four is bacon. Similar to the jalapeno is a complimentary topic. I do know, like, if you get, if, if, people out there know emos i i will know people that get just bacon on a pizza and can be fire you know depends on if i'm feeling it but you add bacon to just about any combination of pizza like bacon will even sweeten up a pepperoni pizza if you get pepperoni and bacon i'll eat it okay (laughs) like i'm gonna i'm gonna eat pepperoni regardless but like i'd like it better if it had bacon on it you add bacon to a Hawaiian style pizza, fire. You add bacon to different pizzas, it just adds, a, it just puts it over the edge. So bacon, bacon makes the top five for sure. Slightly better than jalapeno, but similar in that it's complimentary. Number three, I'm saying it. People don't think it should be on pizza, but pineapple's number three. It's her. And this is coming from a person who did not like pineapple as a kid. I did not like it as a fruit. I had people convince me to try pineapple on pizza in college because I'm always the type of person that will try something once. (laughs) Pineapple on pizza. Anything once. Anything. (laughs) Pineapple is fire on pizza. It belongs on pizza. If, If there's one place that pineapple actually belongs, it's on a pizza. That being said, I have come around on pineapple. I, I've, I've eaten pineapple by itself recently in my life, and that's something you would have not have heard me say as a kid. Good for you. Pineapple tahini. I got to try that because that sounds... Pineapple tahini, yes, sir. That sounds interesting. But moving on with the list, I got number two. This is, this is something very near and dear to my heart. I will get a pizza with just this on it. Mushroom. Ooh. Big mushroom guys. Give me some portabellas. All right. Maybe some white mushroom. Put the mushroom on the pizza. Give me three different types of mushrooms. I love fungus. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it on a pizza. Number one. This might be out of left field for some people. And this is probably more of like a maybe not 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 fine dining's not the word but maybe a a fancier pizza place that's got some maybe some exotic pizza toppings goat cheese 
goat cheese is my goat pizza topping. There's a lot of different things you can do. I've had a goat cheese and honey pizza. Mwah. <laughs> goat cheese and spinach is a very classic combo. Uh, throw some artichoke on there as well. Maybe a little bit of pesto. Oh, my God. Goat cheese on a pizza. It's something you wouldn't expect to like and it, and fit well because you got cheese on cheese. But goat cheese just elevates the pie to another world. And that is why goat cheese is the goat of pizza topics. That's interesting. I don't Did think you I've expect ever had it? A, I told I you you wouldn't expect it. I, I don't think I've ever had a goat cheese pizza. Granted, I don't know if I've ever really had goat cheese. I think I may have had it like once in my life. Don't remember it. Tabo's made me try some before. Oh, and it's pretty the good. Goat, the goat cheese and honey pizza that I uh, that I had had sriracha on it too. Ooh. Not a lot, but a little bit. Tybo did mention something there. It's, he did say emos. He was not mentioning like goth girl decked out in black with chains, <laughs> listening to headbanging music. He was talking about emos pizza. It is uh, a St. Louis to a few in Kansas City based pizza chain. It's I M O, not E M O. I was I extremely surprised I-Mos. to see it in in uh, Overland Park. There is one in Overland Park, not too far away from my home. Now, I always called it Imos, um, but the thing is, is keep it. It's disgusting. They have <laughs> awful processed cheese. It's called Provel. It's a mix of three cheeses. Provel. Provel, Provel, whatever. It can't even technically be called a cheese. The FDA will not allow it to be called a cheese because it is so processed. Um, a lot of people like it. I won't knock it. Just not for me and their deep fried ravioli. I, if that's your thing. I have to be in the mood for it. I yeah. will say I, I, I have had moods. I, I left work. I took an extra long lunch break to go get Emo's one time when I was working in Olathe uh, to get Emo's pizza. Um, so I really have to be like craving it because going to school with a bunch of people from St. Louis kind of got me hooked all on they it. Want. <laughs> it's the only pizza um, they want, man. But it's I'm not a, I'm not usually a thin crust guy, so emos just has like a certain taste to it that you eat the whole entire crazy. thing right away too. Oh my god, it's you're putting away nothing, bro. Yeah, um, 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 um. that's all right. Because if you go to Nebraska, everybody talks about Valentino's, and I got to tell you, that is legitimately the worst pizza place I've ever been to in my life. So if you go to Nebraska, do not go to Valentino's. It's much. I like will I say emos. Uh, fun fact. I live in Gladstone, and please don't look me up. <laughs> On North Oak Traffic Way, there's a there's a pizza place called Leo's, and they claim to have like they they basically claim that Emos ripped off their recipe. They 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 claim to be the first one to use Provel cheese, and they have the the uh, thin crust style pizza. So, I had a chat with uh, the lady that was serving me my pizza there because. Uh, I I was craving emos and Leo's I knew of Leo's before I knew emos but I didn't know about the whole recipe thing but um I was craving emos and I was like Leo's is the closest thing I can get and they were like yeah we were the first ones to use Provel cheese it's like our <laughs> recipe and I was I was like mm. lawsuit guys come on should have put one in <laughs> I like it that's a that's a good list 
pineapple deserves to be there. The best, the best pizza ever created. Pineapple, chicken, bacon, jalapeno. Throw a little onion on there. All right, that's a little sweet, a little spicy. I like it. Well, folks, uh, this past week before the games, we gave you a B&B special power ranking. And just as you know, these power rankings are the best you'll find anywhere. You cannot find a power ranking like the ones we give you on any major sports media outlet. You can only find them right here. And we gave you the top 10 receiving cores in the league. Now, this one was the best one we've done yet. And they're only going to keep getting better as we find out more about this league for this season. We're perfecting the process, and we came damn close with this. We did. Folks, we're going to go run through this list really quickly, one through ten. We'll give you a couple of the changes that we made. Um, Number one, we had the Eagles. Number two, we had the Dolphins. Number three, the Bengals. Four, the Vikings. Five, the Bills. We had the Chiefs at six. We're homers, but we've got to be realistic here. Number seven was the Commies. We had the Lions at eight and the Seahawks at nine. We rounded this top ten out with the Chargers at ten. Sean, give us our first change of this power ranking top ten. First change in this power ranking of top ten. The Chargers move up one spot. Interesting. Interesting. They move up a spot, which means somebody's got to move down. Tybo, who's moving down? Well, it's not just down, it's out. The Lions are out. Poor performance. Struggling. There's another team that deserves to be in the top ten. It's interesting. So we've got the Lions moving out and the Seahawks are going to, from eight, the Seahawks at nine are moving up and taking their spots. We've got somebody coming in. I could, there's only one spot open. Sean, what are we doing here? We're going to go with the Buccaneers. They seem to finally be getting healthy a little bit now. And they're looking a little bit more dangerous in the passing game. They are. They're getting Chris Godwin back. Every, everything's looking a little bit better. The interesting thing we're doing here. is they're just not moving into number nine. We're going to bump the Chargers up to 10, or excuse me, up into nine. So we've got the Seahawks and the Chargers moving from nine and 10, respectively, into eight and nine. The Bucks are moving into 10. And so that will round it out. Like I said, it was the best power ranking we've done yet. It's the best power ranking you'll find anywhere on this planet. And next week, we will hit you with an even more exciting one. But It's time to move on to our games of the week. We had a few good ones this week. Tybo, give us yours first. You put me first because you all said this was the worst of the bunch uh, as far as games of the week, but it was boring from a viewer standpoint because there was a lot of field goals. But from my point of view and my opinion, This was still a good game. The defense on both sides of the ball uh, made it hard for the other team to score points. 
Um, Tony Pollard popped up in this game. Um, I like seeing him show out. Um, I'm a fan of him over Zeke. Um, I think I just, I think I'm just a fan of turmoil in Dallas. Um, but the, on the offensive side of the ball, plays were made by both teams. Um, but the the Cowboys, I think, are surprising everybody with Cooper Rush. Um, they their weapons are starting to figure it out. Like CD was, you know, nowhere to be seen the first couple of weeks. They're starting to figure it out in, in Dallas, and that's scary because Dak really does elevate the level of quarterback play. And if they continue to play like that. When Dak comes back, you know, Dallas might not be a, a first-round exit in the playoffs this year. Does Dak start when he comes back? Jerry's paying him way too much money. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to, but I'd, Dak, is, Dak is a better quarterback. By how much? I will, we'll see. I mean, maybe it's marginal, but I mean, Dak was responsible. I don't know what year it was. It might have been the year we won the Super Bowl uh, or somewhere around that year before, year after. Dak was responsible for the the highest scoring, the most yards Mm -hmm. uh, offense in the league. Um, When that when that train is going, when all those when all those weapons are working the way they're supposed to work, Dak's a good quarterback and Dak. I mean, just has been riddled with injury. I believe that was the year that we won the Super Bowl in 2019. He had three 1,000-yard receivers. He had that. Um, he had that in, in Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and uh, Ceedee Lamb. Do you think Dak is a product of his receivers, or do you think his receivers are a product of Dak? I don't think either is really a product, but. Not, I mean, not not every quarterback is going to be able to do that. Not, I mean, very few times in history have we seen a team with three receivers with a thousand yards. Yeah. The only one, the only other one that comes to mind is um, Kurt Warner and the Cardinals with uh, Steve Breast and Anquan Bolden and Larry Fitzgerald. Fair enough. We'll have to see how the Cowboys get on. Dak is almost back. We're not sure. He's day to day. Uh, they keep saying it. Uh, Dak says his grip is fine. Jerry Jones keeps saying he's not ready. Maybe Jerry's holding him out because Cooper Rush is playing so well. I don't know. They've got some problems down in Dallas. Something else I wanted to add real quick. Um, there's been there's a lot of bad football being played out there, and I don't feel like this game was one of those games. The Rams are still the defending champs, and the Cowboys look like. Uh, one of the teams to beat in the NFC going forward. That that was a that was a it was a good game, plagued by field goals that didn't really, you know, play into what the fans want to see. But I, I personally think it was it was a good football game. Was 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 solid. That that Dallas defense is for real. Um, it can be quite scary. We'll go to my game of the week, which was the Titans versus the Commies. The Titans walk away with a win. Um, They seal it with a late pick on Carson Wentz, who's just been absolutely... uh, He started off hot fire. He's become garbage. They do have an amazing receiving core. 
um, Riverboat Ron, after the end of the game, uh, did not mention how poor his defense played, uh, but decided in turn to talk about how bad his quarterback is, <laughs> how that's the reason why they're behind every other team in the league is because that's Carson Wentz rough. is bad. Not because their defense gives up. I don't know. Let's go ahead and look at this. 181 passing yards to Ryan Tannehill, which is typically more than what he gets because he's an awful quarterback now. Uh, Derrick Henry has like his second 100-yard rushing game of the season. Um, he hasn't been that great. He's not been that good. Uh, they also gave up 30 yards receiving to Derrick Henry. 72 yards receiving to Nestor Westbrook. or ne- <laughs> Excuse me, Nick. Should have named him Nestor. He's not very good. Robert Woods getting 37 yards. Like the, Offensively, this team did not really do that well, but Washington still – defense still did a lot worse, giving up a lot of yards. Um, and seemingly, Carson Wentz throws for nearly 400 yards, and they still can't do anything. Um, I think I think Riverboat Ron has a lot more issues on uh, uh, at hand than what he's giving away. Um, and with that said, you know, throwing for nearly 400 yards, still only put seven up, 17 points up. Uh, the difference was a field goal, and neither one of them scored a touchdown in the end. Um, both teams, bad thought is just bad football. I don't think you're giving enough credit to the Titans personally. Um, still defending number one seed in the AFC. Bobby Trees is a solid veteran receiver. Traylon Burks has just been injured. and He's looked pretty good um, when he's played. Um, quarterback situation aside, like the team, the Tennessee Titans team is, is still pretty good. They just can't score in the fourth quarter. Defensively, they're looking a lot better <laughs> than I gave them credit for at the beginning of the season. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Defensively, I, I, I was really hard on them. Offensively. That's what she said. <laughs> offensively um they they don't threaten anyone they really don't they're bad derrick henry is not the same he 28 carries 102 yards any other season before the liz frank injury that's four thousand yards and seven touchdowns on 28 carries like <laughs> it's just it's just not what he was and that's what happens moving on to the final game of the week Bengals versus Ravens. Bengals 17, Ravens 19. And it came down to Justin Tucker again. He is 17 of 17 in the final minute of regulation in his career. He's going to go down as the best kicker of all time. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> the guys in the booth were talking, were almost saying, like, that's the greatest football player that's ever played the game. <laughs> <laughs> Should have heard the way they were talking about Justin Tucker at, the, at that point, man. It's all over him. Uh, so far this year, the Ravens have been known to blow big leads. They have blown, I believe, a 17-point lead and like a 14-point lead. They're up 10 in this game, and they almost blew that. Big I called the win, though. Yeah, you did. The big surprise for this was Jamar Chase was held in check relatively to what he does against the Ravens. Last year, eight catches, 201 yards, one touchdown. Seven catches, 125 yards. This year, seven catches, 50 yards. With the depleted secondary that the Ravens have and uh, their safety going out with an injury in that game, 
kind of thought he would have a little bit more impact, but that's all he had. Interesting thing here, Ronnie Ronnie Stanley Staley. Sorry, first no time Ronnie back. Stanley Stanley. I wrote that down wrong, man. Yeah, Ronnie Stanley, first game back in two plus years, right? Roughly, didn't look terrible, but he was uh, switching drives with another tackle out there for them. That could be huge for them coming back. Another huge player for them, J.K. Dobbins. That offense looks completely different for the Ravens whenever he is out there. He finishes runs. He's what that team is missing. They may start turning it around a little bit more. May start finishing a little bit more in the fourth quarter. And one fun little fact about this game was Patrick Queen got an interception on Joe Burrow. And they used to be teammates at LSU. believe they may have been roommates at one point. I'm not too sure on that one. I think I saw something about that. But just wild side of the game. LSU on LSU. Low scoring affair, but I, I, I'm. It was a good game. Yeah. Four. It's always going to be back and forth. Those two play each other very tough every single time. And it was the lead for the, of the AFC North right there. So very important game for both teams. It was nice to see Lamar and the Ravens not give up a late lead. That was the third loss the Bengals have had on the final play of the game so far this year. Beautiful. I was going to say they didn't have a late lead. They were they were down. They had to kick the field goal to win. That's yeah. Right. Third time this year. Well, then they didn't have a late lead that they could lose because both of them tend to be losing late leads this season. It's pretty poor. Um, I think we should have a few better games of the week this season. Make sure to tune in on uh, Friday for those. But we do also have some pick'em results as you know last week Tybo was our leader i am in last place that means sean is in second we all had fairly the same picks this week it's kind of sad to say that there won't be much deviation as Tybo and sean both tied at 10 wins and six losses now i'm not too far behind i've got to quit getting behind but I finished off with nine wins and seven losses, just one behind. Um, so not not too bad there. Uh, that means that I am still in last place with 35 wins and 43 losses. Sean is still in second place with 42 wins, 36 losses. And Tybo is still the reigning defending champion through five weeks with 46 wins and 32 losses. Each of us does have two ties, one for the real tie, one for the first Thursday night game of the season that we did miss. Some of those were pretty good games, and there were quite a few highs and lows from Thursday all the way through Monday. We did cover Monday's Chiefs game already, so make sure to go back and listen to that if you haven't. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about in our highlight segment here is how dirty the Bills are. Have to be easily the dirtiest team this season. Could be up there. Um, completely, completely, completely tried to hurt Kenny. Uh, um, oh gosh, what's his name now? Okay. Uh, yeah, Kenny Pickett. There we go. <laughs> I tried to hurt. Hey, he's a rookie. Nobody cares. Uh, that that Steelers team is bad anyways, but, um, tried to take out his knee on a late hit, drug him down to the ground. And then, uh, was it the, the, tried to decapitate him, uh, on another play slide. 
on the slide, much like Dylan Gabriel for the Oklahoma Sooners got decapitated by TCU the week before the Texas game. Um, they better clean that up. If they walk into Arrowhead, it's not going to be pretty if anything like that starts happening. You know, something like that's going to happen with them. Uh, just their track record this year. Josh, babyface Josh Allen doesn't mind playing the villain because he's got a he's got a cocky attitude too, and I don't like watching it, but it is what it is. And that team is good. Do you think? Uh, do you think if it starts to get chippy down on that field, obviously we've got some chippy guys, but if the Bills start playing dirty like they did against the Pittsburgh Steelers, do you think there's going to be some retaliation or some? some fights breaking out on the field come Sunday. Well, sorry, not sorry. Kenny Pickett's not Patrick Mahomes. Like the, if yeah. the bills try anything against Pat, it's going to get a flag thrown. Um, I mean, it's just, just the way it is, but that's sad. We should be calling the game just fairly. Who would have thought Michael Jordan. <laughs> Moving on to a low light of this week, uh, first first drive, may have been the first play, I believe. Teddy Bridgewater got hit, went down, looked like he may have got a hit to the head. They took him out for an elbow injury, and he went past concussion protocol. Unfortunately, the spotter that was there for him did not let him go back in the game. Well, not unfortunately. Fortunately for him. <clears throat> and Skylar Thompson got in. This is the new NFL, NFLPA concussion protocol going into effect right away. We're going to see more players that go out because of this. It's still it, like under construction too. Like the, not, yeah. not all the details are worked out. They're just kind of do, doing the best they can to make it up as they go because that was, I mean, implemented the next week. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins are in trouble though because Skylar Thompson ain't it and um, <laughs> I know there was there's I don't know what the credibility of these people are, but I know there's people out there on Twitter that are saying like Teddy or not Teddy, but uh, Tua probably shouldn't play another football game in general, let alone come back this season. So Dolphins are in trouble. I was never the biggest believer in Tua, but their level of quarterback play significantly drops off at either Teddy Bridgewater um, and then Skylar Thompson. You know, you just go even further. Luckily, the Dolphins have all those picks coming up, though, so they could get another quarterback of two that doesn't play again. Sadly, that would not be good. How, uh, I mean, Tyreek's got to be pissed, right? Okay. Karma. (laughs) Because, um, I mean, the numbers showed. Tyreek had no numbers this week, so. Did you see Terry get laid out? I didn't. I did it was, not. I believe it was Keenan Williams. He intercepted the ball or something, or got a fumble or something. Good. Stiffed-armed Tyreek and just laid him out. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it. I have um, a feeling, like, large athletes, regardless of what position you play, wouldn't have a hard time stiff-arming Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It wouldn't take much. Um, one of I mean uh the Giants came away 
with a big win. You guys think I almost called that. My my record would have been one yeah, more. Well, better you know what? Just... You didn't. Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades there, bud. Not in pick'em. Yeah, there, pal. <laughs> but Are I they like for real, it. boys? Dabble's dogs. Real? I mean, no. This, for the same reason, I don't think the Jaguars are real. Danny Dimes isn't going to win you playoff football games. No, but they're I'm using not, him. Listen. The Giants are using Daniel Jones as in, you're not our future quarterback. Go out there. If you get hurt, you get hurt. <laughs> That's how they're using Daniel Jones right now. Exactly. I, I think it's incredible that they're using as much Wildcat as they are. It's working somehow. Never thought the Wildcat worked. Because Saquon's that dude. Yeah. So nobody's saying is for real, like, are they winning the Super Bowl or competing for a title? No, but like for real in a regular season segment is, are they making the playoffs? This is a team that could, are they're currently playing like a legitimate playoff team in the NFC. Daniel Jones against the the Packers. (laughs) Nobody's saying they're doing it in the AFC. That ain't happening. Um, Daniel Jones went 21 for 27. He only had 217 yards. Excuse me, 200. Yeah, 217 yards because somebody else threw a pass and lost yardage. But Devil's Dogs, dude, making some plays. I think they're yeah. playing smart football football for the pieces that they have. Dayball's a a great coach. He's changed the whole entire culture the, over there in New York. It, it's good for football. I mean, Packers just that bad. They're not that good. It also brings up the Packers fact- are pretty good. Packers are decent. Yeah, they're not bad, but they're not that good. They're not the Packers of old. They don't have Devontae. The Packers yeah. of old. <laughs> I want to go back to a thing Tabo said at the beginning of the year. He was saying the NFC East may have four playoff teams. They're not going to have four, but they could have three. I think in the offseason, I did have a hot take that said the NFC East was bringing three teams. The NFC Beast. (laughs) Gosh, I mean, how they have absolutely flip-flopped. The NFC East starts becoming, like, really good, and then the NFC West, it's like there's Kansas City, and then everybody else dies. Just absolutely falls off a cliff. I I got something I wanna I wanna bring up. Maybe this is it, it's it's more chief centric, but there's been some rumors out there. You know, Matt Rule got fired in Carolina, and you know they could be tanking. You know, they could be banking on a number one draft pick, but it doesn't look like they're going to be winning a whole lot more this season. We have a lot of draft picks. Lots of draft capital will move around. It's been floated out there on Twitter that we try to go after uh, somebody on their defensive line. There's oh. been a couple. There's been a couple of names um, floated out there, but someone who I hadn't heard of, but apparently has really good numbers this year, Brian Burns. What do we What do we think about those possibilities? It's certainly is an area of need consistently on this team, the D-line, getting pressure on the quarterback. Um, at this point, it all, it almost looks like it's only Chris Jones and George Karloftis 
uh, putting pressure on the quarterback. But what do we what do we put into the stock of us trading with Carolina to get a pass rusher? He has requested a trade, and I also believe that DJ Moore has requested a trade after just signing that extension last season. Um, both are being looked at as possible possibilities uh, for the Chiefs to trade for. The one thing I will tell you is if the Kansas City Chiefs do decide to make a trade, it will not include a first-round pick for anything. We were already told last year you were, uh, um, that Brett Veach was not allowed by Clark Hunt to you uh, to trade a first-round pick for uh, this year uh, because we do need that since it's being hosted in Kansas City. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know much about Burns uh, individually, so I can't. I, I don't know if it would be a good decision or not. I think it's uh, interesting the the numbers that they the numbers that they've been putting out there. It 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 looks like it would be helpful. I think a lot of things would be helpful, but that would <laughs> right. be nice. Quite a few. Quite a I few saw things. another rumor that uh, the Bills are trying to trade for Christian McCaffrey. Yes, Christian McCaffrey could also be up. Uh, it was reported Christian McCaffrey went into the locker room after the game and spoke with uh, the GM and higher-ups uh, shortly after the game. He was very upset about Matt Rule and how the team was being run. It is possible that he wants out, and the Bills are potential suitors. I don't. Be I don't think he would go there. That'd be scary. That would be rude, um, I, unfair. Um, the NFL should block it like they did uh, <laughs> Chris Paul. Deep, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I did take. I, I heard that rumor today, so I went ahead and did a little digging. They would. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's cap hit for the rest of the year is going to be under a million dollars since he's already on the roster. And the the uh, Panthers will have to owe him part of his salary, uh, so they would be able to absorb his contract. The Bills would be able to absorb CMC's contract for this year. However, you go into next year. Now we all know the cap is a little bit of an illusion. However, they are already seven point five million dollars over the cap and would need to get under the cap by about fifteen million dollars. Or excuse me, to get under zero they'd need to be in the green 15 million dollars so they would need to clear nearly 30 million dollars just to get christian mccaffrey's uh um, contract to be able to sit on the books for next year i don't foresee that being uh something that they can do yeah definitely not that's hi bob crunching the numbers out here (laughs) number cruncher Boys, we've got one final thing to get to before the uh, before the end of the week here. Thursday night, we have a game. I'm not very excited for it. I'll be honest, I'm probably not going to watch it. We have the Washington Commies headed into Soldier Field, taken on the Bears from a sports book that shall not be named. The Bears here are a one-point favorite. It's close, but I'm a, I'm taking the Bears. Interesting. I think I'm gonna have to start picking a lot of different stuff in you now. Try to get the lead. I'm going the commies. 
Strategy's coming into play. They gotta beat me. Somebody's gotta win. And hopefully it's not Tybo. It's gonna be me. <laughs> he is unbearable with his long locks and miniature beard. Buddy. <laughs> Pal. Pal. I, I'm just Guy. jealous of the hair, man. <laughs> jealous of the hair. Uh, I am also going to take the commies here because um, Justin Field is going to throw like 75 yards and that never does well. And that'll be enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, uh, there's your pick em for Thursday night football in Chicago. Now, make sure to stick around towards the end of the week when we drop our uh, pregame show for the Chiefs and for the NFL uh, you can listen to that wherever you get podcast. Find it on YouTube. We'll have the videos up on Friday morning. Um, make sure to follow us at, on Twitter at Bob and Bo Show. Tybo needs your recommendations for a top five list to go on throughout the season. So make sure to hit us up with those. I'll do whatever. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> oh, gosh. Clip it. Put it on TikTok. <laughs> As always, folks, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.